Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Mobius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. This is uh, Season 27, Episode 255, and here on Mobius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret Scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons, and continue to be prepared for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're new to my podcast or have been listening for some time now, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Over two years ago, we're coming up on three years very closely, Lord willing. I'm so excited to announce that. God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me. And my number one prayer in today's episode is that God's will is done in your life. If you have any questions or comments about today's sermon, you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com. I'll have that email um, in the description below. Um, Anything you want to reach out to me about, any Like anything, I'm here to help. I'm the Lord's servant. I have a few people in my life that the Lord has entrusted to me to disciple. And um, I love to care for the body of Christ. If God told me to give this this podcast up completely and I want you to go to one-on-one discipleship, I'd be like, all right, I'm for it. I love to do that. I love to love the body of Christ. Well, welcome back, guys. Um... I had a job interview today at uh, Art Van, and uh, it went pretty well. I'm going to see if it's the right fit. Um, But, beloved, I really uh, just want to ask for a few prayer requests on behalf of me and uh, someone else. Uh, I'm really trying to find the right job that will fit to help me pay my bills um, while I go to school this fall. I'm planning on going to school this fall. Um, I think I'm I think I'm pretty set on this. I've been praying about it, um, and I think I think I need to multiply my talents. Um, it's a way I can glorify God more, and Jesus talks about it in Matthew 25. Um, I'm just I'm I'm having a hard time uh, trust the Lord, and I know that's wrong. Um, but I got home today and. I was packing up my bag and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I have to do my podcast. And so I was praying and I was like, Lord, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm trying to find the right job to fit in schooling and still be able to be financially ethical. And um, I just, I heard so clearly I have a plan. And so it, it really calmed me down. And in that moment, I just really felt that trust with him kind of come back Um so I just ask for your prayers, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, and then some of you guys know about my mentor, Jim. Um, he owns the Anytime Fitness on Baldwin Road here in Lake Orion. And he is really hoping that the Lord will save the gym. Um, it's not looking good right now financially. And uh, he's now coming to the point where he understands how to do the gym. He understands how to um, do everything computer wise and knowing how to run the business he gets it now and there's a chance that the gym could um could go and it's really sad so just gym needs quite literally a miracle something that would happen that the human eye cannot explain um 
something like parting the Red Sea, something like that. So just really appreciate your guys' prayers in that. Um, the verse of the day here on Movius Ministries is Proverbs 25, 25. This is a, it's a really interesting verse. Let me pull that up real quick. I'm going to read it out of the, out of my Amplified. Just love this version. It really helps you understand the original language a lot more. Um, and for those that might be a little bit weary or sorry, wary is the word I want to use. Wary. Um, is because they think it's wrong to add to the Bible. But the, the, the reason why I think it's okay is because in Hebrew and Greek language, the definitions of certain words can be so much more complex than what you would define the word redundant as today in English language. It's a lot more broad and it's a lot more um, in-depth. So... It just, it makes a lot of sense. And these are guys that know the language really well. These are scholars who did stuff like this. So Proverbs 25, 25, like cold water to a thirsty soul. So is good news from a distant land. Beloved, are you wanting some good news? Are you desiring for some good news? Do you find your soul is thirsty? Do you feel the same way the psalmist David felt when he said, My soul thirsts for you. Well, the good news is, is that, well, the bad news is that you're a sinner. You've fallen short before God's law, but Christ came for you and he fulfilled it. That's the good news. And that's what we should continue to put our hope in every day. Paul says in Philippians 3 that we don't put any confidence in the flesh. When we look at our faith and we see that it has works, which is, you know, like James talks about, we know that it is not the works that is our foundation, but rather it's that type of faith is the faith that God approves of and makes you righteous makes you blameless before his sight. Your sin is cast away. It is gone. Christ finished it. Trust in that. And let the Holy Spirit lead you in the rest of that. Let's open in prayer. Father, thank you for giving me this opportunity to wrap up our study in Ecclesiastes. What a book we got into. Um just pray for my listener, Lord, and that you'd reveal yourself to them in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a, an encouragement or, or a kind rebuke from you, Lord. I pray that your word is enlightened. And that, Father, we would have a deep reverence for your name today knowing that you are the one putting breath in our lungs. You are the one right now putting breath in everyone's lungs right now. Even the animals, the animals in the sea, the animals in the sky, and the animals on the ground. Thank you for your grace today, Lord. Thank you for your new mercies. Thank you for the beautiful weather you've been giving us here in Michigan. And we love your son. We put our trust in him. 
we put our confident hope in him, the one who overcame, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, excuse me. Um, if you guys like to know the songs playing in the background, um, it's called All Power by Waldner Worship. I decided to kind of get a song that kind of like meshes in with like we're wrapping up Ecclesiastes. Let's find something that kind of like mixes in with that mood, if that makes sense. But anyway, I hope I'm not sounding too new agey there because that's definitely not my heart. But okay, so last week I had a response in the poll I had. Um, I had I had listed. I have I have listened. I have to switch that. I had listed for my Spotify listeners and I asked, according to verse 1, have you seen God bless you when you make thoughtful decisions? One person replied, "Yes." There was a it's an it's a it's an option that you can pick and the person answered the the uh, the option yes. If you guys would like to answer the question or poll if you don't have Spotify, um, because this is this is just how the app Anchor works for me, you can email me, like I mentioned earlier, and I would love to share your response the next time I do an episode. Okay, now one thing that I actually want to ask you guys for prayer as well about is um, there's been something that I've been wondering if I taught from the past was true, and it's something I need to be praying about more. Um, but a while ago, like, like during the beginning of my podcast, when I first started all this, I did a message on under, I did a message on understanding, uh, Jeremiah 17, nine, and it talks about how the heart is wickedly evil and deceitful above all things who can know it. And there's some new teachings that I've been hearing, um, about that verse that has made me question the way I taught it. And I'm just trying to see. Um, if I taught it the wrong way, so I, I would really appreciate your prayers for the Lord to give me wisdom on this. Um, just kind of working through it. I, I want to teach what's true, and when I am in the wrong, I want to come out and tell you guys and say, hey, this is not right. Uh, please walk in in this new truth. Um, I don't intentionally to say things that are wrong, um, but I... I do my best. You guys know that I, I prepare my sermons, um, not only for to be a better speaker, um, but to also know that I know what I'm writing down, I believe to be true based off what I read in scripture. So appreciate your prayers on that. Uh, last week we did chapter 11. So let's start in verse nine for some more context and uh, then right after, we'll dive into chapter 12. We're going to finish this up, guys. We're finishing Ecclesiastes. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. Today, we will be reading out of the Amplified Bible. Lord willing. Um, so here's Ecclesiastes 11.9. Just to get some recap, some context. Rejoice, young man, young man in your childhood. And let your heart be pleasant in the days of your young manhood. And walk in the ways of your heart and in the desires of your eyes. But know that God will bring you into judgment for all these things. Therefore, remove sorrow and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body. For childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. So with that said, let's dive into chapter 12. The title here is Remember God in Your Youth. Verse 1, remember thoughtfully also, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I do have a water in today's episode, just to let you guys know as well. Remember thoughtfully also your creator in the days of your youth, for you are not your own, but his. Before the evil days came, or the years draw near when you will say of physical pleasures, I have no enjoyment and delight in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened by impaired vision, by impaired vision, and the clouds of depression return after the rain of tears, in the day when the keepers of the house, hands, arms, tremble, and the strong men, feet and knees, bow themselves, and the grinders, mol- uh, molar teeth, cease because they are few, and those eyes who look through the windows grow dim. When the doors, the lips, are shut in the streets, and the sound of the grinding of the teeth is low, and one rises at the sound of a bird and the crowing of a rooster, and all the daughters of music, voice and ears, sing softly. So it seems that Solomon is encouraging those who will read his writings as he is being inspired by the Holy Spirit to even in the midst of your busyness or pain in life, when you can't enjoy life anymore because life may get so hard, remember God and what he has done in the past. We did a uh, study on Psalm 77 a while ago, and there's a verse 5 talks about um, the, the author, Asaph, he starts to turn his attitude as he looks at his issues and he goes, I ponder on the on the days, I, I ponder on the works that you've done in the past. Verse 5, furthermore, they are afraid of a high place and of dangers on the road. The almond tree, hair, blossoms uh, white. And the grasshopper, a little thing, is a burden. And the caperberry, desire or appetite, fails. For a man goes to his, to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets and marketplaces. Verse 6, earnestly remember your creator before the silver cord of life is broken, or the golden bowl is crushed, or the pitcher at the fountain is shattered, and the wheel at the cistern is crushed. Then the dust, verse 7, then the dust out of which God made man's body will return to the earth as it is, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Verse 8, vanity of vanities says the preacher, all that is done without God's guidance is vanity, futility. A lot of those verses can seem confusing. But if we go back to verse 1, Solomon says to remember God in your youth. Some of you may have started following the Lord when you got older. I believe we can translate this verse into remembering the old works that God did in our lives at the beginning of our walk with him. Let's do that one more time in case that didn't make sense, okay? A lot of these words can seem confusing. But if we go back to verse 1, Solomon says to remember in our youth some... Solomon says to remember God in our youth. Some of you may have started... Or some of you may have started following the Lord when you got older. When you were in your your late teens or your 20s or your 30s. Or if you're um, a little bit... 
um, older, and I don't mean that I don't mean that in a mean way, but if you're 40 or 50 and you start following the Lord, then I believe you can translate this verse into remembering the old works that God did in your lives at the beginning of your walk with Him, and we can continue to do so in any season we saw Him work. I really believe that. In the midst of all the good pleasures we can enjoy in this life, what's most important is to remember God's uh, works in our early stages of our walk with Him. To go back to the roots and go back to what God did in our lives. In the book of Acts, there's a verse that says, um, and they continue to go back to the teachings of the apostles. So there was a certain foundation that was being built. And it was a foundation that was being inspired by the Holy Spirit, the works of the apostles. And that's a capital A for you. And so what, for those of you that don't know, a capital A apostle is what you would describe as Peter, James, John, Paul, those guys. Can there be apostles today? Yes, but that would be a lowercase a. Um, guys who are um, sent uh, by guys who were sent by people who were sent by Christ to 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 do something to, to to fulfill a mission that they're given verse 9 there's a new title and it says your purpose of the preacher verse 9 furthermore because the preacher was wise he still taught the people knowledge and he pondered and searched out remember those two words we're going to come back to that lord willing he and searched out and arranged many Proverbs. That word Proverbs. We're going to come back to that as well, Lord willing. Verse 10, the preacher sought to find delightful words, even to write correctly words of truth. These two words that I said we come back to, searched out. The ESV uses the words sought to find. It's being used as a, ver as a verb here. As we think of it being used as a verb, think about the actions that Solomon made back and forth as verse 9 says, arranged many proverbs. In all my walk with Christ, I have been rebuked, I've been reproved, and corrected in many ways, and I'm so grateful that God's given me a teachable heart. For many years, I found myself poor in spirit over and over, <laughs> okay? But even in the midst, even in the midst of all that, I'm glad to say God has given me a teachable heart to learn new things. That's, I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm just going back to my notes here. So, or even when I have searched a matter out, when I've searched a matter out and seem to be getting a lot of info on one subject and another Bible verse or wisdom that comes from other sources, I have had to rethink things. And I'm sure you have too. This is the heart that God works with. Even if it's like a big subject that you think you've got so much wisdom about and then you hear this one thing and it, de it, it debunks all that you've learned and you're like, wow, I have to relearn everything. I've had moments like that. But this is the heart that God works with, beloved. A teachable, meek, childlike, and humble heart. These two words searched out. We're going to get into the Hebrew here. Some of the desires, or some of the, sorry, some of the def, I, sorry, kind of got stuck there. Some of the definitions here uh, for searched out is require, 
uh, desire to seek to find or to seek to secure. Those are really interesting. If you look at this last definition, seek to secure, you want to hone in on that. Let's look at that for a second. If you remember our study back on chapter three, where there was a section talking about uh, there being a season for everything. Well, in verse two of that chapter, the second part of verse two says this, and a time to pluck up what has been planted. That verse really enlightened me when we came across that verse, when we did chapter three weeks ago, because I had realized I was going through that season for a while, working through certain teachings that I had heard, whether it was on YouTube or in person, that just didn't seem right. And plucking out what had been planted in my heart or your mind, whatever you'd like to say. When you go through these moments with the Holy Spirit, you seek to secure what is true. Let's look at this last word, Proverbs, that I said we come back to in verse 9. Many people have wondered if Solomon was the one who wrote this book. Um, most people say it is, but there are some people that I do believe say they don't think it was. With the commentary that I've looked at, I stand with the scholars and say the same, that this book was written by Solomon. When you read Proverbs 1.1 out of the ESV, the Proverbs, that word, that we, we see it there again. Proverbs 1.1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. The word Proverbs that we read here in Proverbs 1.1 same Hebrew word as we read here in Ecclesiastes 12.9 out of the ESV. Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. It's the same word. And it just, you can see how it kind of ties in. Like he searched out many proverbs. And so maybe it means that he kind of went back to his studies. He searched it out, Right. I kind of hope you, I really hope you get what I'm saying here, but to continue, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 11. The words of the wise are like uh, uh, prodding goads, and these collected sayings are firmly fixed in the mind, like well-driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. That part right there is so interesting. Can you can you see Christ in that? I can. Verse 12, but beyond now this verse is okay. This verse is whoo, okay. Hang on. Buckle up, guys. Verse 12. Take heed every word that is said in this verse. Just really hone in on this for a second with me, beloved. But beyond this. What is this? Everything he's writing, beloved. Be, but beyond this, my son, about going further than the words given by one shepherd, be warned. The writing of many books is endless. So do not believe everything you read. And excessive study and devotion to books is wearying to the body. Sometimes I wish you guys would see my facial nuances and things that I say to myself when I read scripture. Seriously. Because when I came to verse 12, I was literally at a coffee shop and I was like, oh! Like I, 
it's like, I'm not kidding. Like I've, I've had so many moments where, and I'm, I'm in a public place and people do look at me kind of, there, there, there are a few moments where I react that way and people look at me like, okay, dude, you know, you're reading your Bible. We're all just getting coffee here. Chill. <laughs> um, but honestly, beloved, I can relate with verse 12. I used to hate reading. And years ago, I got into a sexual integrity group with two other guys that I, I've been thinking about recently and maybe wondering if I should get back in contact with them. And we dove deep into our issues with sexual integrity and it was really good. God did a lot in me through that class. A lot of sanctification looking back. I can see a lot of work that he did. Well, we had to read a book during that class and I just couldn't stand it. We had a, a huge book that we like took notes in and we like, you know, we, we did uh, like projects in the book and then we had a book that we just read and I couldn't stand it. I hated reading. So that, that night, I think it was, uh, I, th I think it was the second or third week we had to read the book. I, I prayed that God would help me enjoy reading and God actually answered that prayer very quickly. And I, I absolutely love to read now. It's so crazy. You know, I'd gotten to the gift of prophecy. What was it? Three years ago during this time, I didn't, I wasn't that enlightened to spiritual gifts, but if someone came to me and was like Josiah, um, in like, in the future, you're going to love reading. I'd be like, you're crazy. I know. Uh, -uh. I'll watch a movie. I love my movies. Let's make sure God approves of it. Right. But sometimes when I get something to look up and read about and feel really motivated to read something online, um, I start to read the article and see how long it is. And I back out. And maybe you do that too. It's something I've been reflecting on and praying a little bit about, but that's kind of off topic. But um, once I got into reading more on-hand books or even the Bible, I did find myself, as I look back now, as, this, as verse 12 says, feeling weary. I felt that. In the times where I would read one chapter and I'd go to, you know, church the next day and, and, the, and, the, and the pastor will, will, I don't want to use the word condemn, but he'll say that reading one chapter is just not good enough. That God's like, really? You're only going to read one chapter? And so I would read more and I would read more. And I, and I would think I was doing enough for God at that point. I've come to the point now is as far as I've come by the grace of God, that is a false teaching. Where it does become an issue is where you don't care to get into the word. You have no desire. Now, you may not have a desire, but if you're praying about it, then that shows you're doing the right thing at that point, but you should get back into the Bible. Are you getting into it consistently? Are you reading one chapter? Are you reflecting? Are you praying? That, that That's great. Maybe this verse we can also use to take our time when reading scripture. I'm just going back to my notes here. I know I'm repeating myself, but many people will project their self-righteous pride on how many chapters they're reading a day on others and others will be will, will feel shamed or belittled. This is, in my opinion, incredibly sinful and I believe to be very offensive to the Lord. 
because who knows if that person is feeling over who knows if that person is feeling overwhelmed the person hearing that and maybe they and maybe they are and they don't humble themselves but rather try to make themselves feel better by reading one more chapter I'm not sure if that makes sense what I'm just trying to say, but essentially, let's say someone does take that road and says, oh, I'll just read more chapter and then God will, he'll love me more. He'll be pleased with me more. He loves you just the way you are. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't discipline us. He does. But he loves us because he disciplines us. That's what Hebrews says. But to the people that walk that way, I gotta read one more chapter. Because God's not pleased with me. I have to do more. It's about me. Look at me. Look at my righteousness. Look at the good things I'm doing. I say this with all gentleness. May it be their pride that leads to their downfall and hopefully repentance to the Lord. I am all for reading scripture. But what are the motives of their hearts in that matter? Proverbs is clear. It says that man sees his ways as pure, but God examines and weighs the motives of, of, of their hearts. We can think that we're reading more scriptures because it makes us better before God. And that's not true. And so this is where we can understand false teaching more, beloved. It's really out there. It really is. I, I'm telling you. Some of you guys have heard me about my new journey of of understanding false teaching, and I'm really I'm so grateful the Lord's been showing me these things. Verse thirteen: When all has been heard, the end of a matter is this. I added the word this: Fear God, worship Him with all filled reverence, knowing that He is Almighty God, and keep His commandments. For this applies to every person. Verse 14, as we end, For God will bring every act to judgment, every hidden and secret thing, whether it is good or evil. David Guzik uh, quotes Dr. Michael Eaton here and says, This is the only place in Ecclesiastes where the commands of God are mentioned. Think about that. That is... That's, that's mind-blowing. That's crazy. The next note from Guzik is really interesting as well. The King James Version and other translations as well inserted a unhelpful word for Ecclesiastes 12.13, translating, for this is the whole duty of man. The word duty does not appear in the Hebrew text, and it has much more the idea for this is man's all when we think about god bringing every act into judgment whether it's good or bad and if such things are done in secret or publicly it all comes back to our motives i've been seeing the lord examine my motives now um for a little while now and it's it's been uh, a lot more painful um painful just to like I can't explain like how like why it's painful but it's 
it's probably because the Lord's working on more pride to, to tear down and but so beloved my question for you guys uh, here as we end Ecclesiastes 12 if you're listening on Spotify is simply what did you take away from today's episode and then you know what this is I'm really excited you guys please answer this poll if you're listening on Spotify I really want to know your answer excuse me According to verse 12, where it talks about excessive reading is, is, is wearying to the body. Read the whole verse. Go back to it and read it. Have you experienced weariness when you read a book or scripture a lot? You can answer yes, no, or a little bit. Father, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to finish up Ecclesiastes. Um, just pray for all the wisdom that that we've gathered from this book and that you would um, implant it deeper in our hearts. Help us to keep your commands and to fear you with awe-inspired reverence, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you would fix our eyes on Christ. Just pray for my listeners as they go out the rest of the week, whether it's work or school, Lord, and you would strengthen them and speak to their hearts. Lead them, Holy Spirit. Reveal the Son. Continually reveal the Son, Lord. Pray for living understanding and knowledge of your will. To bear fruit in every good work and endurance and perseverance and that we would continue to put our hope in the city that is to come with Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, next week, Lord willing, we're going to be starting our study in the book of Matthew. We're going to dive into the Gospels. I don't think we've ever done that here on my podcast. And if I did, I don't think I'd do it again unless God was like, hey, I really want you to do this. And I'm like, okay. There might be something that I missed previously or it might be something God's trying to um, confirm in you and um, and work something more in you that's already in you, if that makes sense. But super excited about it. Um, I believe I have uh, some notes already prepared, so I'm going to go back and review and stuff like that. But beloved we did it we finished ecclesiastes um if you want to email me about anything you learned or anything that just really impacted you please do not hesitate you can email me and i'd love to hear what you have to say um you know what and real quick like please watch the super bowl i get it i get it i'm right there with you i'm gonna watch it with hoping and praying that the chiefs just slaughter the niners okay and who knows maybe maybe the niners won't be as hot next year We'll see. I just I, I just don't know if I believe in Brock Purdy. He's got talent, but I just, I don't know. Um, I'm planning on going to my mom's to watch the game or have some good food, and uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. I don't have a final score. I haven't thought about that, but um, enjoy the game. And, guys, if you're a Lions fan, they're going to be back next year. I really do believe that. This is not a one-time fluke. Um, if you haven't listened to Brad Holmes' press conference um, that he did yesterday, uh, he's the GM for the Lions, for those of you that, that might not know. Uh, he did a really good one, and he gave a lot of good insight, kind of uh, spoke on some things from the past uh, in, the, in the in the season, 
uh, thank the fans and all the support that we gave, especially uh, going on the road, all the blue Honolulu blue jerseys that we saw. So, beloved, thank you so much for joining me here as we finished our study in the book of Ecclesiastes. This is your friend Josiah. God loves you.